Thank you for listening to Christ Alone Podcast, where we believe that Jesus lived, died, and resurrected according to the scriptures. Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode. All right, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Angie and Steven's podcast, Christ Alone, Christ Alone podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning back in. Um, yeah, God bless you. <laughs> um, we do apologize um, because um, we've been a little bit on on the delay side with things. Um, we've been very, very busy, as usual. This season is a very busy season for everybody. Uh, we've been particularly busy um, because we've been very sick. Uh, at least I have. My family was, as my sister mentioned on the last episode. Uh, we had some technical difficulties. Uh, we've been having difficulties trying to um, actually um, get together and put some time aside the a few times that we've gotten together, um, for example, this weekend was my sister's birthday, so happy birthday to her. Um, so um, pray for her. Um, give her a shout out um, if you follow her on social media or, you know, at the podcast, however you guys want to do that. Um, but yeah, so we've been very, very busy. And so we haven't been able to really get together. So um, yeah, so here we are. Um, so, uh, we're going to jump into first Peter and, uh, we're going to start talking about it and see how far we get, uh, with chapter one. Um, I particularly like this, um, the way it starts because it, um, well, let's read it and then, uh, we'll talk about it, I guess. So, uh, first Peter one, uh, verses one, two, wherever we get to, uh, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and for the sprinkling with his blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. So, um, you know, for Peter's... Uh, first uh, letter or epistle, you know, um, I find it interesting, uh, as we've pointed out before, that, you know, he starts by saying, you know, he's an apostle. He's an apostle of Jesus Christ. He's a follower. He's proclaiming, you know, um, being an ambassador of Christ, a representative of Christ. And um, I had, uh, I saw on social media yesterday, somebody had you know, uh, a reflection that they were thinking about. And they asked specifically, um, when did the disciples actually become apostles? And I thought, huh, that's an interesting question. Like, I hadn't thought about that before. Like, they just, you know, and at, at some point they are apostles. And then at another point, they are disciples. And so, I started looking into scripture and I found in Mark 6, 29 to 23, 
that's where the change happens at some point. <laughs> so it says, Mark 6, 29 says, when his disciples heard of it, they came and took his body and laid it in the tomb. Uh, verse 30, the apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. Uh, for many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. So you could see that, you know, this is a, a point where Jesus sends them out. And uh, at some point they they come back. And this is sometime between the death of John the Baptist and them feeding the 5,000 or Jesus feeding the 5,000. So at some point in between those two events, um, you know, Jesus uh, had to have officially declared them uh, apostles. Um, and so that just got me thinking, or like, where are the qualifications of the apostles? Like, how do we know what an apostle is? Because something that I noticed on social media also is that there are a lot of people out there calling themselves apostles and prophets and prophetesses and, you know, and all of that. And I'm just like, you know, it's always made me feel weird when I see that. And I thought, man, this is a really good opportunity to kind of just, you know, look into this and remind myself and, you know, see what scripture says about it, what God says about it. And um, I, I, I couldn't remember reading where there were any qualifications for apostles, but but there is. <laughs> Thank God for that. Um, there is, and um, that is found in Acts 1, uh, verses 21 and onward. And this is, you know, this is where um, they're discussing, well, actually a little bit before verse 21, um, they're discussing um, about, you know, having someone else, you know, take the the position of apostle that would have been Judas's. And, um, and so they're discussing and they're, they're, they explain what those qualifications are. You know, they've got two choices and they've got Justice and, uh, Matthias and they're trying to decide. And so they're like, all right, well, you know, what, how do we decide? And, you know, how do, <laughs> what are the qualifications? Like how, how do these two even qualify in a sense is, it's kind of like the conversation that I'm getting here that they're, that they're having. And so um, verse 21, it says, so uh, Acts 1, 21. So one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time of the Lord, Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us. One of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they put forward two, Joseph called Barsabas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them and 
the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. So, you know, they obviously didn't take this very lightly, and, you know, they they had a qualification. You know, one of the qualifications is they had to have been a witness to the resurrection of Christ. So that right there, as far as apostleship goes, disqualifies everyone. Now, disclaimer here. In one sense, we are all apostles, okay? In one sense, we are all apostles. Hear me out. The word apostles comes from the Greek word apostolos, okay? Which means uh, sharer or um, it's a sharer of the good news in, in a sense. And so in that sense, we are all apostles we, because we are proclaiming the truth of Christ, all right? But in the sense of like the apostleship that the Bible is talking about here, these are people that were specifically chosen by the Lord himself, okay? Um, and they were also witnesses to his crucifixion and resurrection. Now, the only disclaimer there that, that is an exception is Paul, because Paul probably was not there for the crucifixion. Like, you know, see it. Well, actually, none of them were there for the actual crucifixion. So it's actually the resurrection. So Paul, he did encounter the resurrected Christ. And even Paul says in, in his letters that, you know, he doesn't consider himself worthy but that he was still called uh, to be an apostle to the Gentiles by Christ himself. So anyways, we won't get into that side of things, but um, basically, uh, again, the disqualifier or qualifier is having have been a witness to the resurrection of Christ. So in that sense, nobody aside from the 12 that were chosen by the Lord. And this is just one of the qualifications. So, uh, you know, that automatically, I'm, I'm focusing on that because that automatically disqualifies everyone else from claiming the kind of apostleship that the 12 apostles uh, were claiming and that they exercised the Lord's power in. So, um, you know, just wanted to be clear. Now, we won't get into the prophets side of things, but prophets is a very similar thing. There's a lot of people calling themselves prophets. And I think that when we think of the word prophet, we, you know, in terms of what we've read in the Old Testament, if you've read it, is that you're, you're speaking of somebody who, who walks in the power of God, exercising God's power, and at the same time, proclaiming things that are to come to pass. In other words, I think for a lot of us, when we think of prophet, we think of somebody that can foretell the future, right? But in reality, the word prophet means someone who is um, 
proclaiming the word of God. Um, so again, in one sense, if we proclaim the word of God, if we are exercising the that apostleship and proclaiming the word of God, we are prophesying because we are proclaiming the word of God. So I and and I know it thinking on it now, uh, it's it sounds like prophet and apostle are synonymous words. Um, but I would encourage you to look up the original words and look at the original meaning of those words um, to just get some clarity there. Um, I do it for you, but I'm actually driving right now, so um, uh, which is something I don't recommend you do. Um, but um, yeah, I just really wanted to get an episode out and this is probably the best time for me to do that um, because it's it gives me just enough time to, you know, to get an episode out, you know, 20 to 30 minutes because that's what my drive to work is. And um, it gives me an opportunity again to put an episode out before more time passes and we keep delaying our episode releases, which is something that we don't want to do. So um, we appreciate appreciate you guys sticking with us through through this um, through this busy, busy season. Um, but anyways, so yeah, so um, apostleship is again, um, someone who is an apostle is someone who was a witness to the resurrection of Christ. That being said, I'll reiterate, after the 12 disciples that were chosen by the Lord himself who witnessed the resurrection, there have been no more apostles in that sense, okay? No more, no more. Um, so, again, just, you know, when somebody's calling themselves an apostle, you know, Apostle John or Apostle or Prophet John or Prophet, you know, whatever, like, I just be careful. And, again, the only way to be absolutely sure is that, you know, you are reading the word yourself and you understand what the, what the straight line that the Bible is describing looks like so that you can identify any crooked lines that you hear outside of Scripture, you know, in a church somewhere or on the street somewhere or wherever else, on, a, on the Internet. Um, uh, because, you know, that's how, that's how you're going to get discernment from the Holy Spirit, is if you know the Word, if you know what the Word says, what the Bible says. Um, because I go back to that quote, you know, Christianity is not what you see me do or what you see others do or say. Christianity is what the Bible says, what the Bible affirms, and what Jesus said and what Jesus affirmed. And those things cannot contradict. If, if what you're reading the Bible says contradicts what you're reading Jesus says, there's a disconnect somewhere. Those things always align. So keep that in mind as well. Um, so again, you want to be in the word so that you can have that discernment. So if you, if somebody's calling themselves apostle or prophet or requiring that you refer to them in such a way, um, you know, that's, that's an ego thing. And that's something else that's not biblical. So, you know, stay away from it or just be extremely, extremely careful 
Um, and again, the best way to to suit up and defend yourself against these things, you know, is to have on the armor of God. And that includes you knowing God's word. Here's a conversation I had with my daughter uh, recently. You know, and I told her, you know, she we were talking about um, certain things that she's looking forward to um, um, and that she may or may not be ready for. And we're trying to figure out like, okay, like, how do you know that you're ready? Like, how do you know that you're ready for this next step of your life or, or the relationship that you're, that we're discussing, whatever the case, right? And it's like, all right. So I gave her the example of myself. I'm like, all right, if, if somebody was going to go to Publix and get me a sandwich and they added olives to it, what would you tell them if the sandwich was for me? She'd be like, no, no, no. I tell them no olives. Don't put olives because he's not going to eat it. I'm like, and why would you know that? And she said, because I know you. I'm like, all right, excellent. You know me. I'm like, but the other person who's ordering the sandwich for me obviously knows me because they're buying me a sandwich. So what's the difference? She's like, well, I, I know you in a way that that person doesn't know you. So I said, okay. So now we're getting somewhere because before you take this next step, one of the indicators that you know that you are ready to take this next step in your life is if you know what kind of sandwich God would order. Like, would God add olives to his sandwich? You know, of course, I'm speaking here metaphorically, but my point is, is that when you're confronted by a situation, you should be you should have the level of intimacy with God that the Holy Spirit, you could hear the Holy Spirit telling you, no, this is not what God wants for you. Or no, you're not ready for this. Or yes, go ahead. Or, you know, whatever the case is, depending on the situation, you have to have the kind of relationship with God that you would know, in essence, what kind of sandwich God would order. And so I think that's a that's a good analogy to for for us to like think about because it could also kind of be a gauge, you know, it could be a test for us to gauge kind of like where we are in our relationship with God. You know, um, if you know, if you're a young Christian um, who's not taking that into account, you might be a young Christian who you know, go, goes out to a football party on the weekend and gets drunk, you know, and, and that's not okay behavior for a Christian, but in, in one sense, it's understandable for a young Christian who, who hasn't been discipled or doesn't know, or, you know, hasn't, doesn't have that accountability around him. Um, so, you know, you don't want to be in that position. So a mature Christian would know hey, you know, maybe I am going to go to this football party, but I'm not going to drink um, because I need to exercise the fruit of the spirit that lives within me, of the Holy Spirit, which one of them is self-control. So I'm going to have the self-control to not drink and or to not get drunk and and just I'm still going to have a good time. 
but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, dishonor God by getting drunk and I'm not going to do whatever else, you know, may happen that, that could dishonor God. And so that's the difference because a mature Christian in that case would know, <laughs> going back to my analogy, what kind of sandwich God would, you know, would order. And, and so again, I, I, I don't know. God put that in my heart when I was speaking to my daughter and it, it works out. I think it's a really good analogy to kind of think of that. So um, it, it's, it's almost a variation of the what would Jesus do question, um, except that I don't like that question because um, it kind of it kind of puts us in a position where we're just like guessing what would Jesus do? Like, like, do you really have to ask yourself that question? Because if you had, you know, the level of intimacy with the Lord that that is mature enough, you know, you would I, you would know what Jesus would do. You wouldn't have to ask yourself that question. You would just do it. And I think a lot of the times when the Holy Spirit moves us, we just we just move in the spirit and don't even realize it until afterwards. Um, you know, I think initially we think it's our idea. Uh, and then later we were like, oh, wait, no, that was that was definitely the Lord. Um, so, again, you know, it's um, it's just a, it's just a good test. It's a good test for you to to just think about. So anyways, um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep this episode short. Um, I, I guess we didn't get through first Peter at all. Um, we only got first uh, Peter chapter 1, uh, verses 1 and 2, looks like. Um, let me double check that. Yeah, verses 1 and 2. Uh, oh, the other interesting thing, too, I want to say before I end uh, the episode is um, I find it pretty awesome and also interesting for those that challenge the, the, uh, the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, that... Peter himself uh, mentions in verse two, he says, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit or the Holy Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ for the sprinkling of his blood. May his grace and peace be multiplied to you. So, Peter is acknowledging the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in this verse. And he continues to do so through the chapter, which maybe we'll, we'll talk about more on the next episode. But um, yeah, something also interesting to, to kind of look at, consider, and, and meditate, and just dive deeper into. And, you know, if, if this is one of those episodes that, you know, provoked some critical thinking and some, you know, uh, deep spiritual meditation in God's word, uh, you know, hit us up. Let us know, uh, you know, how that went or what that was like or, you know, what, you know, what thoughts, what questions came to mind. Um, you can reach us at 407-796-2881. Uh, feel free to call, text, questions, suggestions, prayer requests, um, you name it. Just just hit us up, and you know, if 
if we can, Lord willing, we will we will help you in, in one way or another. Um, you could also find us at ChristAlonePodcast.com. All of our handles are Christ Alone Podcast, except for Twitter, which is Christ Alone Pod. Um, I know that our social media hasn't been very active recently, probably in the last three weeks. And again, that's that's just because we've all been we've kind of been sick and recovering, and so and busy too uh, because of the holidays. Um, but um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I hope that this was an episode that that equips you, that encourages you, and um, and that it blesses you. And if it does. Uh, let us know. Let us know again at the phone number 407-796-2881. But preferably <laughs> go to Apple Podcasts uh, and write us a review. If you go to Apple Podcasts and you uh, you find the reviews right underneath wherever the last review is, you'll see a, a little uh, hyperlink that says write a review. You click on that, and you can do that from your phone if you have an Apple device or from an from an iPad. Or if you don't have an Apple device, you can help us out too by just going on your computer to Apple Music or to iTunes and, you know, signing in and, and writing a review through there. So we appreciate it because, um, you know, that's a free way of, of you helping the podcast out. And, um, you know, it, it pushes the podcast out. So uh, we, we appreciate all the listeners. Uh, we thank you for listening, for tuning in, for sharing the podcast, for liking it, for all the things that you do that help the podcast out. We thank you for your prayers. Uh, we, we encourage you to keep praying for us. Um, you know, we, we want to only speak what the Lord wants uh, we don't want to speak what we want, and we don't want to lean our, on our own understanding. We just want to lean on the Lord's. So, you know, anything anything that blesses you from these episodes, from this podcast, is definitely from God. Uh, you know, if we make mistakes and if we, you know, say the wrong thing, whether, uh, you know, it, it's from ignorance or, or just, you know, by mistake, we ask for your forgiveness, for your grace. And, um, and we ask for your prayer, of course. Um, but, um, again, God bless you and thank you for tuning in. And if we don't see you next time, we'll see you in the clouds. God bless.